This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to Season 1, Episode number 27 of The Fly, the W670 Podcast. We are calling this one Classic Cubs-Cardinals. The Cardinals get out of town, thankfully. The Cubs are going to get out of town. They are going to head up to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, Crowley. But we've got some odds and ends, some notes, and some stuff to celebrate in this next segment. Yeah, first off, MLB has released their new schedule. And uh, this one's an interesting one, Dustin, and I'd love to hear your take on it right here. For the first time ever, MLB, all 30 clubs will face each other at least once. 52 total divisional games, 64 total interleague games, 46 total interleague games. All 30 Cubs clubs will play on opening day, Jackie Robinson Day, Lou Gehrig Day, July 4th, Roberto Clemente Day, and game 162. Thoughts? I love I love it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I like that that you play everybody. But when you do this, and when you open up the season where an American League and National League team are playing in some cases, then why do we have an American League and National League anymore? Why don't we even have a more balanced schedule where you try to figure out how to play every team? And I know it's probably not possible with the math, but every team equally. That That's my only issue. And then when we get to opening day next year, can I jump ahead for a second? Because yeah, this is what this is what's got me hot this morning, and it's it's a it's the same old same push button thing. I bet you this this is like your Christmas. I bet because you go to a lot of games, you'll take a road trip or two. Okay, the Cubs are going to open up at home on March the thirtieth against the Brewers. Yes, that makes no sense. <laughs> Why would you play the Brewers at home on March thirtieth when the Brewers have a roof on their building and we call it Wrigley North? That makes no sense. I will put every chip in the middle at Circa Resort and Casino, at Circa Sports, and I will bet, if I can get somebody to give me odds, that that game will not start on time. That game will either get canceled, but the tarp, the rental draft, the blue whatever blue blanket, whatever the tarp is called, Zach will be saying and tweeting out that the tarp is still on the field and we're in a rain delay or some well, kind Zach of delay. Zach uses tarpaulin. He uses the full word. He doesn't. He doesn't shorten it. So tarpaulin, okay. That, that's what that's what's going to happen. There is no way that game will start on time on March the thirtieth at home against the Brewers. That is just dumb. Yeah, you know it. It is frustrating, and and you know it. it it's one of those. I, I don't. I don't know who makes the schedule. I know people complain that they should only play at Wrigley in the summer. The only thing, and this is not talking about that. They could easily flip Milwaukee and Chicago. That, yeah, just that, flip that. that. Makes, that's it. That's it. That that's makes all more sense. You got to play games in April in Chicago. I get that. Right. No problem. Yeah. But it's like the West Coast teams. The West Coast teams are the Southern teams coming north. You know, I didn't even look yet because it, I'll save it for later on on a on a, a a slow day. You know, I'll bet the Blue Jays are opening. You know, in like Minnesota. 
because it's just dumb. Right, right, right. The, the issue that people get mad about is about Northern teams and having to play games in April and May. And the one thing I always tell people in that is that everybody wants summer games. Kids are out, families are out, you know, teachers yeah, are out. Yeah, it's better for the box office, right, absolutely. Right, and so no, you're not going to tell, say, Toronto, most of your games going to be April, May, and then in the summertime you don't, you're on the road more. So I think it should be more balanced, and I think that the Cubs should, you know, because I feel like sometimes the Cubs have these summer months sometimes, like in July or August, where they don't play a lot at Wrigley. So I, I'm, I'm obviously the mindset that, you know, Wrigley in the summertime is one of the best things. But I would say, Dustin, in my mind, this is something that irritates me, is that after they built the Miller Park, right, Miller North, whatever, with the retractable roof, right, then MLB should have stepped in and said, any team that builds a new stadium needs a roof on it. The fact that Minnesota didn't have a roof when they could have been built, are you kidding me? In Minnesota, you don't have a roof? Right. And, and, but and, then and, it gets down. I don't, you know, I don't disagree. But then it gets down to dollars and cents. And then you have to say, okay, if I if I was if I were the Minnesota Twins owner, I'd say, here, we're going to build a new stadium. We're going to charge the taxpayers because that's just what we do. But MLB and all the other owners, you got to help us put a roof on this thing. And they should all be retractable. And they should all be retractable moving forward since that technology exists. Right. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm not going to cry for any billionaire. You want to you no. be a big boy club? you got to pay for it. And so, right. I, I, no, right. I'm not, I'm not going to have that. And, so there's, and, you know, you sit there and you complain about the revenue you lost on rain delays. Right. Right. So that's just my thought. But I think the one thing that Going backwards, though, Crowley, what do you think of that? And maybe you're about to answer it. I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off here. But what do you think about everybody playing everybody? I like it. I mean, I know it's not traditional, but, you know, they, they need to do something. And, and so just to give you an example, as someone that goes to a lot of games, I think I've seen Mike Trout play twice. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so I do try as a season ticket holder to get games. But, but like, you know, it's going to be cool to see more of the players. I think the one thing I, lo- I would wish they would do is front load and back load the divisional games. So I want to see the NL Central. I want to see the Cardinals and the Reds and the Pirates and the Brewers. Like, you know, if you're talking about you got 52 division games, I want to see the majority of those games, say 20 in April and May and 20 in August, September. Because I think that makes for an exciting race. And then play all the other teams in the summertime. That's my preference. You could still you still have 12 games, so you still could have four series against each other in there. I think that would be cool. Finally, MLB's got their act together. All 30 clubs on opening day, Jackie Robinson, Lou Gehrig, July 4th, Roberto Clemente, game 162. How it possibly – think about this. July 4th is baseball's holiday. There literally is no other game in town. That should be absolutely – Absolute must. Absolute must. Absolute must. That's a great – that's a great – Visual, you just gave our uh, our podcasters if they're catching the video of this. That's a great, great stat right there, Crowley. Great, great information. And we can look back at the calendar at a different time. There's a lot of different games, but you know, we'll that, that we'll wait for the season end before we start digging deeper in. Let's talk about the uh, Hall of Fame class. Cool moment last night on Cubs Radio and on Marquee Network. Um, Crane Kenny rolls into the booth and sitting down, and you think there's going to be some business of baseball, something happening over at Gallagher Way, and there was a very, very special announcement. Yeah, we will sit there, and we get the audio courtesy of 670, the score here. So let's hear Can you hear this? So of the 14 that were inducted, uh, only two, or that were considered, only two came in. Jose was one, and I'll let you talk about the, the other one that's going in, Pat. Here's a, here's a little bio on, on the other person who's going in. 
Can you read that there, partner? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think it says, this is me going into the Hall of Fame. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. The great Pat Hughes will be joining all of those legendary players and managers and broadcasters, as you just mentioned. To, uh, I don't even know what to say. And I thank you. I'm greatly pleased. And uh, I want to thank Ron Coomer. He's right here. I want to thank Mitch Rosen. I want to thank Zach Zaidman, also Rang, our engineer. Colin Faulkner is in the booth as well. I want to thank all of you guys for being here for this moment. But well, the, I, uh, thank you. Can thank the panel. Uh, obviously, Billy Williams, Ferguson Jenkins. Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, Lee Smith, as well as a bunch of media members, all of them they considered the 14 candidates only could find two that they believe should go in, and Jose Cardinal and, and Pat Hughes. So, pretty special. I'm, I'm so pleased, I, I can't even believe it. I'm, I know I have to keep doing play-by-play, -play, so I'm going to focus on that. But there's a deep drive to left down the line in the corner. <laughs> Classic Pat. He's still Pat. Yeah, classic Pat Hughes there. He he was great. That was really special. I'm glad I got to see that and hear that last night. I thought uh, the score and Marquee did a nice job coordinating that. That was really held under wraps. Didn't even have a, a clue, even a hint that that was going on. Saw my boss Mitch Rosen on television in the booth last night. Heard Zap clapping for him. Uh, Pat was nice enough to come on with us this morning. So it was cool to have him on for about 10 minutes this morning. If you want to hear that, you can go to the uh, Mully and Haw podcast page and check that out for yourself. But just a, a cool moment, Crowley, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me that hopefully this is a step in the right direction and eventually Pat Hughes gets also into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The fact that – so I, I'll, I'm going to tell you the truth here. here. Here's some truth. I got into, like, the T-shirt printing business – and I, I worked with Pat Hughes's people and, and an artist friend of mine, and we created this awesome shirt. So I want to say it was 2020. And, and so what ends up happening is that Pat Hughes is up for a nomination, and I'm positive the dude's getting in the, into the Ford Frick uh, Announcers Hall of Fame. And I hear the announcement, and you do not, you want to talk about Red Ass? You have Hawk Harrelson getting in before Pat Hughes. Are you kidding me? Just another what a joke the hall of fame is to even think for a moment that, 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 that whatever his Hawk Harrelson, that guy, a hall of famer over Pat Hughes, absolutely not. And so because of the way that the hall of fame works, 
is that every three years it rotates, okay? And so, like, they have uh, national, it's local broadcaster, national broadcaster the next year. The following year, they go, like, in the deep past of baseball, like someone that was overlooked. So Pat Hughes, after he didn't get it in 2020, he has to wait till 2023 to get another shot, and it's absolute trash. So I'm very glad that the Cubs are recognizing him. Cooperstown will recognize him, and the next time, it's just stupid to make him wait this long. Yeah, it's stupid he has to wait this long. Totally agree. And But I will push back a little bit. I think Hawk Harrelson was good for baseball. Um, he was entertaining. Um, no problem with that. And if anything, it would have been nice if the two of them might have got in on the same year. I'm going to take a hard pass. One of my all-time favorite movie, uh, favorite Cubs-Sox games. I went to the, the cell, and uh, it was the last game that Hawk was announcing, and he was so sure that they were going to come out and play and beat them, and the Cubs beat the crap out of him. And he was sniveling and crying at the end, and I was laughing. It was, it was <laughs> absolutely wonderful. One All thing, right. though, I, I do want to point out really quick here that, that Crane was not accurate in that. First off, how amazing was that panel that they put together? I really liked that they did that. But it's not just Jose Cardinal and Pat Hughes. Mind you, Jose Cardinal got a call from Eddie Vedder to find out. So how cool yeah, is that? Yeah, pretty cool. Eddie, I saw that on social media. Very cool. Eddie's favorite player. But yep. a man that has been long overlooked and that many of us in the social media community have been pushing for is finally getting recognized for the Cubs. I, I, I'll tell this story a different day, but Buck O'Neill has been way overlooked by this organization way too long. The first African-American coach in MLB history coach for the Cubs. It was Buck O'Neill that got that scouted or signed and even saved Billy Williams. Billy Williams was ready to quit. It was Buck O'Neill they sent to bring him back. It was Buck O'Neill who drove Ernie Banks to get his first contract signed. It was Buck O'Neill that started that let's say let's play two and taught Ernie all those Ernieisms that we all know now. It was it was it was uh it was Buck O'Neill who scouted uh Lou Brock, Lee Smith. The fact that it's taken this long to uh, recognize Buck O'Neill, one of the greats of all time in this game and one of the greatest ambassadors for baseball, frankly, is a little bit embarrassing, to be honest with you. Well, great job informing all of our listeners about Buck O'Neill's role because I doubt everybody knew as much as you did right there. Something else I was surprised to hear about, and I'll be curious when we see the actual names, but Jed Hoyer today on Thursday said he expects the Cubs to be down three or four players for the trip to Toronto next week, and that we'll have details later over the weekend. Um, Now, before, at one point, I was operating under the assumption that the Cubs were at 100% vaccinated rate. Um, Maybe it's guys they've traded for. Maybe it's guys that are currently on the roster that were in the minors. Uh, Thoughts, concerns about that, or at this point, it is what it is? You know, I mean, obviously I wish, you know, it was a hundred percent. It's not. And, and we've gotten to the point, I think where we understand that we're it, unfortunately, you know, I guess the thing that bothered me the most, I think is if you saw what happened with the Royals, the Royals traded a bunch of their guys. And remember they had 10 unvaccinated that couldn't go to Toronto or something, literally had to call up like a third of a roster. And uh, then all of a sudden when they went to contending teams, then they got vaccinated. So apparently their research and all that stuff really didn't matter much. So I don't know what to make of it. Uh, you know, it's it, this whole thing has become tiresome and uh, wish it was 100%. Um, I don't know how many of these baseball players are still doing their research and how, much of them, how many of them have medical degrees, but uh, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll see who gets what. 